0: Welcome to Greyhounds Make Great Pets with Rory Garay, TJ Beater, and Kathy Garay. Each week, we talk about the connections between owners and their pets, with an emphasis on topics that apply to greyhounds. If you want to hear more about your best friend, stay tuned. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Happy Friday to all our intrepid listeners, and welcome to another edition of Greyhounds Make Great Pets which is the most fun you can have without washing your hands. All jokes aside, we hope that all of you out there are staying as safe as possible and are considerate of your fellow man and woman, because we are all in this together. Also with us, faithful at our side, are our pets. And as always, we need to keep them as safe and as healthy as possible. With that in mind, joining us today on GMGP are two people that Rory and I highly respect, and they will be providing us with facts and common sense regarding COVID-19 and our dogs. Dr. Linda Blythe and Dr. Maury Craig are known to many in the Greyhound community as co-authors of Care of the Racing and Retired Greyhound, which is the health care and medical book for anyone with a Greyhound. They have many decades of experience and research in their respective fields, which has been vital for dogs and other animals. But before I turn things over to Rory, if we sound a bit off of our cues or you hear a glitch every now and then, it's because we're doing our best at social distancing and the GMGP hosts and guests are calling in from home today, thus keeping our awesome engineer Aaron on his toes more than usual. So Rory, um, what do you have anything to say before we bring on our guests?
2: Well, happy Friday. Uh, good to be back on. I missed last week. Uh, you and John did a yeah, wonderful did. job uh, thank with you. our guests last week. You guys held up great. Um and I'm social distancing. I'm, uh, you know, across the yard in another office from you. So, hey, we're we're doing our best. With that We are said, indeed. <laughs> with that said, I know uh, many of you um, are working from home as well now. So, um thank you for uh, helping with the social distancing on there. And with that said, I know many of you have been are wondering what's going to happen with the greyhounds in Florida. Um, Are there going to be able to be hauls? Um, I will just say this right now. Everything is changing almost by the 30 minute. Um, You can make a plan right now and 30 minutes later, it's going to have to change. I have been myself on a few calls. This morning And. There is there is some discussion as to um, will we even be able to do halls. Uh, you know, like right now, California has pretty much put a ban on everything that's not, if it's not essential, we're not doing it. Um, New York, I think, just did the same recently. I think you'll see other states maybe fall into line here shortly. So, again, um, I know people are looking for information on halls and all that. Uh, unfortunately, all else I can say is right now it's an ever-changing world. Every 30 minutes, something's new, and so just stand by. Um, with that said, too... Well, and also,
1: I would also think that you've got to consider the safety of the humans involved with any kind of hauls or dropping them to groups as well.
2: Exactly, and um, that's why we're going to have our guest on today to kind of talk about some some of the things, um, some facts. I have seen some... Um, I would just say maybe BS out there. Um, but before we get into that, just with talking about how everything's ever changing, um, we have, Kathy and I had planned on a new Greyhound, but we kind of figured the new Greyhound was not going to be coming anytime soon because he was going to be put on a haul of racing dogs that would be going down to Caliente and dropped off in Arizona. Lo and behold, Monday morning, I'm walking out to the office and I see I got a call from the farm where the Greyhound had been at saying, hey, did you get a call from the hauler? They're on their way to Arizona. I said, no, I did not. Give me their number. Call the hauler. The greyhound's already in Arizona, sitting at a farm in Tucson, waiting for me to come pick them up. So, you know, talking about the ever-changing every 30 minutes, lo and behold, I was getting ready to start work, and I'm now running out the door on my way to Tucson to pick up our newest greyhound that has joined our tribe here in Arizona, Mr. Yusnavi. And he's been a joy. He went in he went in yesterday to get his uh, mind-altering surgery and no longer has his nuts, um, but he's driving us nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, um, especially at 2 and 4 a.m. when he decides to wake up and uh, probably in his best minion voice yells, humans, 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 and jumps all over us while we're trying to sleep. Uh,
2: exactly. Yeah. With that said, I want to bring in our guests because they're the ones you want to hear from today, Uh, two people I've respected and have known for a number of years, and whenever I have questions regarding the health, welfare, and safety of greyhounds, they are the two I look to for the answers and facts. Um, Dr. Linda Blythe and Dr. Maury Craig, welcome to Greyhounds Make Great Pets again. Uh, Welcome aboard, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so now, Rory, we I'll were trying ahead. to
3: figure out how best to do this with you, and we could develop and. Morey could talk about where the virus came from, and how to understand that. I could talk about the coronaviruses that affect dogs, that actually affect them, but that not related at all to COVID nineteen. And then Mori could talk about uh, disinfecting services and what is known about that. If that would okay. help, or you want us to
2: take a different course. No, that that would be perfect, because you two are the experts, as I said. So I, I guess, more you're up first. Well, if we go
4: back to 30,000 feet and take a big overview of this, there are basically 5,000, thought to be 5,000 different viruses. About 1,400 affect pathologically humans, and it's not quite known how many... Um, with respect to other animal species, but Dr. is gonna cover uh, part of that. Um, With COVID-19, That's an RNA virus, and so we'll talk mostly about RNA virus, and of course, another canine influenza virus is one of the more important canine viruses, um, different than the human influenza virus, but most of these viruses are made up of subunits And so they're, um, and scientists and bacteriologists have sort of worked out the sequence for them. And so we kind of know some of our influenza for humans as well as for the canine. And in particular, the canine are made up of two units. One's called H3 and the other is the N unit and it's N8. And a new variety came out here recently, which is H3N2 and these Viruses then mutate, and they often mutate um, with animals and humans in close proximity um, somehow or another, and so that's how you think of these viruses as subunits and with mutations, and of course, now if I went back to COVID-19, it did a mutation, they thought with respect to animals, but we've heard other theories and And uh, it mutated into something which is a new coronavirus. And um, this one's particularly transmittable from human to human. And of course, part of the questions that are going to come up today is, can it be transferred to animals or dogs in particular? And if somebody has Covid nineteen, Um, will they pass it on to the dog and then the dog pass it on to other humans? That will be a question we'll come up to, and I think I'll pass this over to Dr. Blythe for the moment and let her sort of go through a number of the viruses and kind of put this in perspective, and then we'll come back to details with respect to the you know, epidemic crisis we have going on and whether dogs are involved in it or not. Uh, Dr. Blythe?
3: Okay. Um, first, I want to say that COVID-19 does not infect dogs. It causes no disease in dogs that anybody has said. Now, that's AVMA saying that. That's the World Health Association saying that. If somebody has infected person with COVID-19 and they kiss their dog and then you turn around and do a nasal swab of the dog, you might be able to pick up the virus and that's been shown in the uh, case of the Yorkie in China. The person had uh, COVID-19, and then their little dog, they tested the little dog, and it was 17 years old. It had um, tested a weak positive and then a couple negatives subsequently, and so they released it from quarantine, and it died, and nobody did any necropsy on it because the owner wouldn't let him, and so nobody knows, okay, did the virus caused disease but everything right now is saying that covid-19 does not cause disease in dogs there are two coronaviruses that people would get confused with that um, have been in vaccines for a number of years one is called corona um, enteric virus or canine enteric coronavirus it causes a mild disease worse in puppies and uh, if you vaccinate for parvovirus, which is pretty much a very, much more pathogenic or causing more disease, especially in puppies with bloody diarrhea, if you vaccinate for parvovirus, you will have par- uh, vaccinated for canine enteric coronavirus. So that's one coronavirus. There's another canine coronavirus called canine respiratory coronavirus it's new it 's not related to the other one in in the, you can't vaccinate for one and get protection to the other the new corona canine respiratory coronavirus is most closely related to the human one um, and the to the bovine one so each the cows and the dogs and the humans all have a coronavirus but n- they don't cross-react. You can't get it from a cow, and the the cow can't get it from the the dog, and and vice versa. The canine respiratory coronavirus um, is usually part of a vaccine that uh, protects for kennel cough, and kennel cough is an interesting disease in that many things can cause kennel cough, and so the vaccines try to cover the main actors that cause kennel cough, including this corona respiratory virus. Other ones that can cause kennel cough, parainfluenza, adenovirus, distemper, uh, herpes, um, and influenza, and then for the bacteria, bordetella, mycoplasm, and strep. So um, the main thing is for people not to worry. You know, when we had canine influenza virus, that's kind of started in greyhounds and uh, down in Florida and uh, in some cases caused a very severe hemorrhagic pneumonia. In most cases, the, the symptoms are mild, um, but it can go on to be a serious thing, and there is a vaccine for canine influenza. Um, in fact, there's... Um, and the canine influenza virus has two... Subtypes and current vaccines covers both of them.
4: Wow.
3: So it's it's complicated. There's a lot of viruses out that affect dogs, but COVID-19, as far as any information we have from AVMA or any of the world associations, does not infect dogs. And right. you can't get it from dogs. The one thing that you would caution people is, one, don't kiss your dog. And two, if you're infected and you're positive and you pet your dog, then don't have other people who aren't infected pet the dog because it may get on on the hair, the virus. So with that, I'm going to give it to Maury and talk about how long it can stay on various surfaces, including the hair of a dog.
2: Well, um, if I could jump in, um, I just wanted to re-clarify because I've seen it a couple of times on the uh, Internet in the last uh, few days. And I was even myself when we just got our new greyhound. Thankfully, the farm sent all his vaccination records um, that he had gone through while he was at the farm and at the track. And I can see where people might get a little hysterical because uh, I'm like I'm looking at his vaccination records and it you know shows on there that he had coronavirus vaccination already. And, you know, I've heard a few people like, oh, the, the greyhounds, they've had outbreaks of a coronavirus. And again, folks, that was a, that's a different Coronavirus. We're talking what's happening right now is the COVID 19, and that's completely different, correct? Correct. Okay. And
3: um, so basically, there's two coronaviruses that dogs can get the enteric one, meaning it affects the GI system and causes diarrhea, and then that's the one that most common puppies get. And then there's the coronavirus respiratory one. That uh, causes respiratory signs and is believed to be a component of kennel cough. Right. <clears throat> so if you get a kennel cough vaccine, it usually has five or six different antigens or uh, things to protect against multiple of these viruses and bacteria in them. So, but those okay. two coronaviruses are not uh, COVID-19. It's something oh, yeah. new and doesn't infect dogs.
2: All right, so just for the Internet world out there, please stop um, telling everyone the, corona, or the greyhounds have coronavirus and that they, they can spread it. It's a completely different. With that, uh, Dr. Craig? Like in, jump in, in fact,
4: now. you know, I, so the Washington Post uh, had an article on March 18th, which is just a few days ago. <laughs> and that, that may have been the one that sort of got everybody... Concerned that if a human had a coronavirus infection, that in fact it could be um, it could be related to it could be passed on to other humans, and so coronavirus survives in more of a hydrophobic and on a smooth surface, um, and and not so much in a porous surface. So the that have been set up um, or that have been reported from Hong Kong um, have and from investigations, if the if somebody with coronavirus petted a dog or kissed a dog, as Dr. Blythe was talking about, um, the surface is porous, and so the virus doesn't last very long on it. Um, CDC has come up with with uh, how long it lasts on different surfaces. So if it's on a copper surface, it lasts about eight hours. If it's on a cardboard surface, it'll last from 24 to 48 hours. If it's on a stainless steel, it lasts uh, 48 hours. And if it's on a plastic surface, it lasts 72 hours. But what it does on a porous surface like hair will even probably be less than that. And I'm going to circle around to what Dr. Blythe is talking about with respect to that Hong Kong Pomeranian dog that died, and they didn't know whether it died because of coronavirus, but most of the people who were there, it was a 17-year-old Pomeranian dog who had lived with this family forever and was isolated and then came back and and was isolated again. And so its death may have been not related at all to the coronavirus, but just happened at that particular point, and that was a uh, report on March 19th uh, from Hong Kong uh, where the pet died. So there's a lot of emotion with respect to the possibility, but the ABMA, even the CDC sort of says that um, there is, and the World Health, Health Organization say that there is no transfer from dogs to humans. Um, and so I so I talked a little bit about how long the COVID nineteen or coronavirus that's effective for humans uh, is affecting for humans. There is a nice website if people want to talk about it on CDC, which talks about how to clean and disinfect surfaces. Uh, um, with respect to this and of course we know that basically the main transmission is it gets onto our hands and our hands touch our face, our nose, our mouth our eyes and thus we get the virus infected into ourselves so again as everyone has been telling us clean hands and clean surfaces even if coronavirus is around and uh, and many other viruses for that matter um, I think I'll give it back to you, Roy, or Dr. Blythe,
2: either one. Um, well, I, actually, I actually do have some questions because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a regulator. So I'm, I'm, I look at some of these things as to how I would be asking questions and how I would be looking at things if I needed to make a decision. And with, with the various surfaces we, you mentioned, I'm kind of thinking about not even just horse hauling but um, greyhound hauling. There are, while the dog on their fur, it's not going to last that long, I do believe there are some of these surfaces that are involved with a haul, um, the plastic muzzles, their uh, collars, uh, the surfaces of a inside and outside of the hauler itself. Um, so those are things I would, as a regulator, kind of take into consideration, too, if I was having to make a decision. Um, so some good, good points there. Um, as to so you know, how I would. The thing is, you have
3: to ask yourself: as a hauler or people who are the dogs are going to be exposed to infected.
2: Exactly, or, and that's what you know. Like even with horse racing, when we finally um, brought an end to the horse racing here in Arizona, our biggest concern was um, not the horse colony itself, but the the jockey colony, because you've you've got forty plus jockeys that are back in this little room in very close um, confined space, so. Uh, a lot of things we we always have to look at, and I know sometimes people may get mad at us for the decisions we make, but we have to make these decisions, not you know for the safety of everyone involved right so again i'd like
4: to refer you back to this um, centers for disease c d c control clean and disinfect, and you'll go down how to clean surfaces, and basically they have five tablespoons of bleach into a gallon of water. Bleach is still one of your most effective. If you use alcohol, you have to be above 70% alcohol, and there's some EPA-registered household disinfectants that are also very effective. So this Corona or this CORD-19 is very sensitive Or, you know, you can clean it quite well with either Clorox or alcohol or some of the uh, disinfectants. And CDC does a nice
2: job of telling you how to uh, rinse those. Right, and now I can see there's going to be a run to Wine and More in Bevmo for any uh, <laughs> vodka over, over. But people, please do not hoard. Um, be considerate of your fellow mankind. We're all in this together, and you know there's there's no need for hoarding. So make sure you leave some for your fellow your neighbors. Uh, right. <laughs> You know, with with that, um, I, for myself, uh, people know I do a lot of traveling, and I, for years, have, um, when I travel and I go into a hotel room, I've been doing this for years. As soon as I walk in, I spray down the various things in the hotel with um, Lysol, and I've been doing this for years just so I can avoid getting the cold and flu, and I even travel with my own pillowcases, and people thought I was nuts. Well, now do you think I'm nuts?
1: No. Well, we no. do,
2: but, you know, in a different hey. way. Oh, I was wondering would you pipe in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, and, you know, another thing um, that I personally have had to kind of work around is I'm allergic to sulfur and sulfites, which is um, one of the main ingredients in any kind of um, liquid substance as in a hand sanitizer. Um, check the ingredients. They're there. Um, so direct contact to my skin with something with sulfur in it will make me look like I have measles. So I've kind of, you know, I, I've read the options to make your own home sanitizer. And, you know, I'm not a chemist. So, um, you know, exa- you can do things at home, but it does state that you you need to kind of do your exact proportions if you want it to work correctly. So I've, I've been using my rubber gloves and, um, you know, a bandana while I look like a bank robber going out in public, I've, it's the only covering, you know, right now for my face that I have the option for. So, um, you know, again, the hoarding, while yes, you will have it, um, you know, you don't need hand sanitizer that was, is going to last you for the next 20 years, um, and if, if you're hoarding things, supplies, necessities, um, that just means you have made a large portion of the population susceptible to something. Whereas if we all shared and, and just looked at things rationally, you know, it, it might move along a little faster.
2: Exactly. I mean, one of the things I'm finding sad, and we'll get back to Linda here in a minute, is... Um, I remember after September 11th, it seemed to be like as a country, we all kind of came together. And unfortunately, right now, what I'm really nervous, especially with the social distancing, a lot of people really get ballsy online, uh, that they're even going to get more ballsy and we're going to be creating more hate and all that. I I just want to remind everyone, we're in this together. Be considerate of your fellow mankind. there's no need to have a room full of toilet paper. Um, you're not going to use all that. At some point in time, it'll probably go to waste. So leave some stuff out there for your fellow mankind. Um, we have people that, you know, maybe don't have the type of money to, to go stock up every week. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Just be considerate. And with that, um, I know we have about four minutes till we go to break. So I think, uh, Linda, if you wanted to jump in uh, real quick and... Uh, then maybe, oh, we're done to three minutes, so if you can maybe talk for three minutes and then we'll go to break.
3: Well, I think the real thing is don't have people be afraid of their dogs and give up their dogs or abandon them. Because there's been some rumors that, oh, they're afraid that they're going to give it to the dog or the dog's going to give it to them. They get on these websites, oh, dogs get corona. They don't know that that's a different corona than COVID-19. And so they're banning their dogs and other animals. Please don't do that. And then the other word I'd have is to the young people. I know it's spring break, but don't go out and party. It's, it's just you are as much a risk as some of us old geezers, and they're showing that now, um, that half the people uh, affected in France were young people, between 20 and 40, seriously. So you're not immune like we initially thought. So just be careful.
2: Exactly. And yeah, folks, our shelters are going to, they have a lot of hard work right now. They're having to make sure that they put in special precautions to protect the people that are working at the shelters that are going to be taking care of the animals. We do not need to overrun them right now. And, um, you know, they have it just as hard as we do. Don't get upset because they do have to put in special precautions um, for just not only for the animals there, but for the, the humans that are going to be working to take care of these animals. And with that, I'm going to see if Aaron's paying attention. I'm going to take us to break. and We'll be right back with more with uh, Dr. Blythe and Dr. Maury Craig after these messages.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited! Crimes Against Humanity Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: The GPA greyhound pets of america if you would like information on how you can adopt an X racing greyhound call 800-366-1472 these dogs are fit healthy happy playful pets good with children and oh do they love lots of hugs adopt a cool greyhound today call 800-366-1472
0: We're listening to Greyhounds Make Great Pets with Rory, TJ, and Kathy. To find out more about the show and what we do, please send an email to gmgp3 at yahoo.com. That's gmgp3 at yahoo.com. Now, back to Greyhounds Make Great Pets.
2: And welcome back. You know, you always got to step all over me, just like you snobby. Uh (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I will let the delicate flower have the right of way. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, to our listeners, we, we actually uh, wish you could have been listening in during our break. We had some really great discussion with uh, Dr. Blythe and Dr. Craig. And one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about, we had a new experience yesterday with taking you Snavi Um, to the veterinarian office. They called me on Wednesday because his appointment was scheduled for Thursday. And they were like, you know, while we're just confirming that he's coming in, we want to let you know about some new processes we have in place. One was when we got to the parking lot with um, Musnavi, I was to call the office and let them know that we were there. Once we arrived and I called in, they then went over, make sure the phone number, address, and everything was still in place. Then they said, okay, we will call you back when a vet, can, vet tech can meet you at the door. They called me. We went to the front door with Yusnavi, and they took him and took him on in where our veterinarian, Dr. Day, examined him, did a quick check, and then um, called and said, here's you know what we see. And, of course, said he always says, says this about every one of our greyhounds, a wonderful dog. He's in great shape. Um, and then we went over everything they were going to do with him. Then they brought out the paperwork for me to sign. We left. And then when it was time to go back later that day to pick him up, we called and said, we're in the parking lot. And at that point in time, only one of us was allowed to go into the office to pay for him, which Kathy then went in to pay for him. They went over uh, quickly some stuff with him, gave uh, Kathy Yusnavi, and we uh, she brought him out and we loaded up and came home. I... I know I've seen this. I've heard other people say that their their vet offices are doing the same thing. And I just want to encourage people, you know, don't get upset with your veterinarians and vet techs in, in this new processes that they're putting in place because they want to be able to help you take care of your pets. But they also, in order for them to stay in business and to be there to take care of your vet or your pets, they need to do precautions to protect the veterinarian techs the 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 doctors so that they can be there day in day out to help us with our animals. And I don't know, Linda. If you, I know you were telling us about um, some things, and you know, I I do believe they need to do these precautions because I really would hate to see our veterinarian offices, our vet hospitals, closing down, which I know some have. Right. It's 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 the people to people interaction that everybody's afraid of.
3: Nothing related to the dogs or to other animals. You know, it's it's just everybody's afraid that somebody might be asymptomatic, be still infected with the virus but hasn't shown any clinical signs and may feel that they're perfectly healthy. So anything you can do, even if you don't think you have the virus, You've got to act like you do, and so this distance, social distancing, distancing is really important. And so those are the precautions I think veterinary clinics are taking. And I know with our veterinary school, and it's just happened in other veterinary schools, we send all the students home. Uh, all classes have to be done online, you know, for all the next until June. And so it's uh, it's worrisome, but they're all worried about you know people-to-people transmission of this virus. So they're trying to flatten that curve that everybody talks about. So I hope you can find a good veterinarian that will still service you. And then the other point I'd like to make is I saw a a plea looking for foster homes for animals that are being um, abandoned or put into um, uh, shelters. You know, it, it can really overload them. So this virus is not a reason to get rid of your dog. That's just... Got to be emphasized over and over again because people will say, oh, but, you know, I touched him and I was infected, so therefore the dog is infected, so therefore I got to get rid of him. Not true.
2: No. Yeah, we we need to kind of stop some of this madness. Um, Now, one thing I would say in the greyhound world, we do need to give some, start giving some considerations to. One of the, I think, really important items we implemented years ago was a home visit um, to to go visit with the potential adopter and visit at their home, see what the environment was, and then try to make a, a really, a you know, good choice to get that dog adopted into the home. I really think now is a time we have to kind of consider. Um, we have to, you know, this may be something we have to eliminate, and I, I hate to say it because I do think it's going to bring you know, harm to the adoptions, yet we won't be able to place as many dogs, especially as what we have going on in Florida right now. But folks, we got to we gotta get this curve down. We've got to cut back this human-to-human transmission. And the sooner we can do this, the sooner we can get back to being normal. So I, while well, I know there are some groups that are wanting to do meet and greets, wanting to do home visits, we really have to take into consideration these things and see what we can do to stop this right now. So we can, the sooner we can do it, the sooner we can get back to meet and greets, home visits, those type of things.
3: you probably looking well, about a three
2: You know, you're going to have period. to
3: probably
1: wow. things down like that for three months and then yeah. reevaluate.
2: Exactly. And
1: another thing that groups might be able to do is in this time period when they, you know, seriously should consider a, a break uh, or change is to work out a different protocol in a home visit. Or, you know, if, if, vets have had to do it, stores have had to do it, governments have had to do it. Certainly the adoption community can do the same and come up with something that keeps their, their volunteers and also potential adopters um, in as much safety as possible. Um, if, you know, if someone chooses to adopt whatever breed uh, you're looking at, um, don't ask those questions on on the Internet. You know, don't go into your favorite chat room. Don't go on Twitter. Uh, oh, I want to adopt a dog. Should I? Take a look at your personal space before you take that next step. Are you healthy? Is your family healthy? Um, have you been in environments, you know, like, like with Rory. I mean, you, you, we, you travel. I know you travel. You know, that is, our, was our concern for quite a long time, you know, here as to what was going on and, and would you be bringing something in, you know, traveling from states to states and sitting in airports for hours on end. So you have to know your own lifestyle before you take that next step and go, yeah, it's, it's safe to bring a, a new pet in. Um, you know, because say you're on your own, what's going to happen to your pets if you cannot physically take care of them. So there's a
2: lot well, of steps even before you contact an adoption group. Exactly. And well, Kathy, you said something and actually Dr. Blythe it, it was something you said about um the schools, and you're you're doing online classes now. And mm-hmm. I will say this, um there is another way to do a home visit. And I'm telling you folks, we need to think outside the box. You can use Skype to interview the whole family now instead of actually going to the house and physically talking to them. You can use things like Skype to have a do your home visit, but do it over Skype to learn about them. And again, I think you're, you're we are going to have to cut out um, meet and greets because you're out in the public. And I know myself, I would never ask a volunteer to go out and put themselves at risk just to place a greyhound we need to put an end to this transmission and the sooner we do the sooner we can get back to normal life are you right Rory Um, you know Um, so there are there are things I I think while we panic I would just ask everyone to relax and say okay like I just brought up at the home visit there are other ways to maybe do it
1: and, and you know, logic will go out the window if you panic. Trust me, I'm a professional at that one. But, you know, Rory, you're absolutely right. I mean, just sitting there, you know, in just a simple discussion, you thought of something that was obvious and, and easy and even maybe a, a, a Facebook Live between adoption group and potential adopter or a videotape. There are ways to do a home visit um, if it if it's absolutely necessary, it can be done. But as you said, outside the box. That, well, that's the mode of you, operation right now.
2: You, you just gave me another idea, folks. We maybe we we I would say right now, stop meet and greets. stop going out to stores and doing meet and greets. But every one of your volunteers can do a Facebook live and talking about your 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 greyhounds that you have for adoption. We have other ways to get the message out. Because that's what a meet and greet is doing, getting the message out. A home visit is learning about the adopters. There are other ways we can do this. Don't panic. Think. We can get through this. But, again, there are things we can do. Facebook Live, um, Skype, all sorts of things, I think.
3: And then most adopters or agencies that I looked at, they, if you adopt a dog from them and say they bring a dog to your home. If it doesn't work out, they will take it back. And so you can have a trial period to see if the dog will work for you. And exactly. I just got a new greyhound, too. And, oh. Um, her name is Annie. Oh, she's wonderful. <laughs> it's interesting because she was placed in a home, and it was uh, a woman lived on the third floor of an apartment building. And no elevator, and so she had to come home twice a day to you know take the dog down, and then she called the adoption people and said, "This isn't working. the dog doesn't like me and uh, she she hadn't communicated with this dog that the dog liked her, so she wanted to give her back, so they took her back, and they contacted me because they knew I was looking and We brought this dog into our home. I got a fourteen year old um, and you know, I knew that I could give her back if the 14 year old was going to be challenged or hurt by this other greyhound. It wasn't. And this dog follows us like a shadow and is a wonderful pet. So sometimes it doesn't work out, and uh, to have an ability to, to give the dog back, to give another chance in another home, is really important that people understand they can do that.
2: Exactly. So, again, congratulations on, on, the, on the new pups. So like, you know what, were well, you trying to catch up with us? You're at two, we're at five, you need three more. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> you know, I have a, I, I would consider fostering them. The problem with me fostering them is I fall in love with them and so they'd never leave. <laughs> <laughs> that that happens to a lot of us. <laughs> you're yeah. not the only one, Dr. Black. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got a 14-and-a-half-year-old, she's got... Congestive heart failure, where you know each day is a challenge, you know when do I put her right. to sleep, but she still eats, and she still wants to walk around and interact with people, so i um, I'm just doing this day by day, but when she's gone, I'm going to get another one because I think they're they're good to have two greyhounds together um that keep each other company, and I've got a big place mm-hmm. where I can do that, so
2: perfect. Now, I mean, I know we're got uh, we about probably 10 or so minutes left. Is there um, anything other importance that you think our listeners should know, um, whether it's even just home life as, you know, proper sanitation things, we should be doing to help curb, you know, help to bring down this, this disease? Corey, right. so again, I want to lead people back
4: to the CDC, um, clean and disinfect, page, because it really tells you exactly what you need to do uh, to keep this COVID-19 virus in check, if it perhaps gets into your house. But you know these techniques also work for all the other viruses, the influenza virus, and that's still a challenge for many people. And so that's one part. The other was a forward-looking. Now, uh, I know... There are so many things that are factors in this, but um, the Greyhound our Greyhound conference is going to meet in the end of June um, in Abilene, and maybe by that time, this uh, this will be under control. There's you can see how the government's actually looking at various different. Pro- not only vaccine- well, vaccines are, won't be here for a year or nine months or something like that, but they're looking at uh, particularly um, drugs that might affect and might reduce the COVID, uh, COVID-19 disease, in which case then it won't be the terror that it has been in the past six weeks. And um, so maybe we'll have a chance, you can talk a little bit about possible things that could happen and nice ways that people could meet with each other.
2: Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think we have some online on Facebook. There's definitely some discussion boards that people can um, stay in contact. I mean, I know for a lot of people that are now having to work from home, um, being one that did work from home or has done a lot of work from home, it can get a little... uh, Crazy. I mean, come Thursday morning, you wake up and it's like, oh my God, I haven't even shaved all week, and I'm, you know, still wearing the same clothes <laughs> I was wearing Monday. Um, you know, you know, don't 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 let yourself get into that. Um, you know, kind of, you can stay in contact with your fellow Greyhound people online, different um, Facebook pages, um, and chit chat, and you know, make sure you kind of do keep yourself on on some little uh, routine. Don't let yourself become a slob at home. Wake up. Um, have your coffee and then some point in time during the day maybe if you have some you know do a little walk around the yard or around the house um, or if you have some workout equipment do that um unfortunately folks i do i know greyhounds in gettysburg just recently had to cancel that event i know the people who put on the uh hound um hounds of the heartland that'll be in june in abilene uh will be looking at heart of america will be looking at that i know the um Spring meet. Um, the NGA is looking at that. Um, and folks, I would just say, please do not get mad if if something has to be canceled. Um, it's being done for everyone's per, um, safety. Um, we need to we need to bring this to an end. Uh, I know for uh, Greyhounds in Gettysburg. I do think the vendors are organizing a. Uh, Online, uh, where you can shop with the vendors who are going to be at the Greyhounds in Gettysburg event. So again, there's a lot of things we can do. Start. I would just say, first say encourage people, don't get mad. It's just, you know, we're do, things are being done for the safety and precaution of all. Think outside the box. There are other ways we can do this. You can communicate um, on, on Facebook um, and other, I think there's still other discussion boards out there.
1: Um, well, there's that, there's
2: Twitter, there's
1: Instagram. You can call people if you'd like, even.
2: Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Get oh. back get back to the old phone call, you know, where we don't do so much <laughs> texting and all that. You know, call, a, reach out and touch someone, but via the phone. <laughs> well, wait, Not I
1: because that would
2: be bad. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, something we haven't thought about. There are a number of people now who have been infected, and three weeks have passed, and they have survived so now they're immune as far as we know. If those people would kind of self-identify to be able to help others in areas that you worry about cross contamination because that's going to be our army of immune people and they um, could be helpful to you know not only the greyhound world but just everyday other things that are going on. So in fact, they're even talking about giving blood if you've recovered from this you might have some hyperimmune uh, serum with antibodies in it that could be used to help somebody because you built Thanks. up the antibodies and then they could be transferred to somebody else. So that's always, you know, we're all, we're all probably going to, 40, 60% of the people are going to get it. I mean, that's a reality. And it's kind of like the flu or something else. And then, but the, most of these people are going to recover. And so the utilization of people that may have recovered from this, to help the greyhounds and, and just everybody could be useful.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, again, I I, th- I would just also re- encourage everyone, stop the hoarding and um, be respectful of our, our first responders, be respectful of our doctors and dentists and our veterinarians. They're doing the best they can to be there to help us. We just need to be respectful and... Um, you know honor their their new protocols that they're putting in place um, we need that and,
1: and to build, and to build on something you know what dr. Blythe was saying if if you're in uh, in, in okay health and if, if you're doing what you need to do but maybe know someone who is of high risk or is in the age bracket that would lead them into high-risk Help them out, you know, call them up, check with them, make sure they've got what they need or if they do need help. Um, you know, it's, it's just the way things used to be. It's the old-fashioned life where neighbors helped neighbors, um, not, you know, close their blinds and lock their doors and it was like, okay, I'm safe. Uh, I don't care about anything out there. No, we have to change. I mean, things are changing and we have to change with them.
2: Exactly. That's a good point, I- Kathy it's, 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 you know, we're living in different times. And the best thing I think we can do is also just be kind to one another. Uh, That was one of the things I did see after September 11th, how we as a country came together and we helped each other out. We need to do the same now. We need to be there for each other, be respectful. And we need to do as much as we can to stop this transmission. And unfortunately, Greyhound World, Home visits probably need to come to an end. Meet and greets need to come to an end. But there are other ways we can accomplish those same items via Skype, Facebook, live, other things. Think outside the box. We can still do some of these things. We just have to do them differently. So I would encourage everyone to think of new ways to do them. And also, since adoption numbers are probably going to be maybe dropping, maybe consider giving a donation to your local um, Greyhound adoption program, or if you're not, if you don't have greyhounds, your local uh, cat or dog shelters, they're going to need um, funding to help um, keep the animals safe and alive through this time to where people will maybe start with to a time we can get to where people can go to a shelter to pick out a new dog or a new cat to adopt. We just, we have a lot of things we need to do to help each other out through this. Kathy, any last words of wisdom? Uh,
1: For me? uh, Wait, those those two words don't go together. Kathy, Uh wisdom. No, not at all. But Uh, I do (laughs) definitely want to thank our guests today for joining us and, you know, just giving us some guidance. And actually what was most important, I felt, were were the facts. Um, You know, pay attention to what professionals are telling you. Don't listen to, you know... Karen on the Internet, who was was just selling crocheted items last week on Etsy and now is a, you know, health authority. It just doesn't work that way. Uh,
2: so. And I would I would say if anyone has questions, they can contact us at the um, GMGP and we would um, uh, try to get them to uh, Dr. Blythe and Dr. Craig. And um, we would then try to maybe next Post week get them answered. Yep. Yeah, get their responses for you. Uh, Linda, Maury, I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm sure we will be having you on again to maybe talk about as, as things are changing. I'm sure uh, there'll be more information coming. I uh, really do appreciate your friendship, your knowledge. You, you two have always been a guiding light for me over the years. So thank you for joining oh, us you. here on, on Greyhounds Make Great Pets. With that, everyone, please, again, be kind to one another. Don't kiss them. But remember to love the hounds of the world, everyone. With that, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Awe.
0: Thank you for listening this week to Greyhounds Make Great Pets. Please join your hosts, Rory Goree, TJ Beater, and Kathy Goree for another edition of our program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a wonderful week.